the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith, where the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. And we are live, live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell, and we're inviting you to call in with your questions, comments, and concerns. Our toll-free number is one 888 F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 Don't be shy. Pick up that phone and let us know what's on your mind. Again, the number is one 888 Well, tonight on Contending for the Faith, we come back to our challenging series entitled The End of Both Ways, taken from Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Dr. Buckner will talk about two ways and two roads that lead to two different directions or designations, two roads that you cannot both travel at the same time. You have to make up your mind and choose which way you're going to go. So to find out more, stay tuned, for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that uh, introduction, and we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith, and I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be uplifted and blessed by the program tonight. As Brother Gary has said, we have been doing this series on the end of uh, both roads, and we have built this uh, series upon the context of Matthew chapter 7 and verses 13 and 14. Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. And we want to encourage you to get your Bibles and follow along with us in this uh, series because we trust that it's going to be a true blessing to you and uh, your family and friends and so forth. This is Jesus speaking, and uh, he says here some extreme words. He says here some radical words. He says here some hard words. And matter of fact, they were so hard and so extreme uh, that uh, it says in John chapter 6 that many of his disciples followed him no more because he gave that extreme discipleship expression and warning that uh, in order to follow me, you must be extreme, you must be radical, you must be hard in doing the service of the Lord. And so Jesus here is speaking, and he says in Matthew 7, verse 13, enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way. Notice how many times it mentions the word way that leadeth to destruction, and many, not just a few, and many there be which go in thereof. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, there's the word way again, which leadeth unto life, and few, notice it says, 
few there be that find it. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and edification and exhortation of his holy word. Oh, my friend, tonight we trust that you are taking the word of God serious because he says few there be that find it. I mean, there is a lot of people going to church all the week, throughout the week, and every day. There's a lot of people that are not even in church. And they have the foggiest idea of what it means to be committed to Jesus Christ and to be an extreme disciple. This is raw bone uh, teaching. This is radical teaching. This is teaching that should convict you to make sure that you're on that narrow path because you can't just do it your way. You can't just be in church. You got to be in Christ. You just can't have your name on the church list. Your name got to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You can't just be informed. You got to be transformed. You can't just be and say that I have churchianity. You got to have Christianity. You can't just say I have religion. You got to have a relationship, the war of the two R's. There's a lot of people into religion, but they are not into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And you ask the average person today, do you know what it means to be a disciple? They will tell you no, they don't know because they've never been discipled nor trained because the curse of the church is biblical illiteracy today. And there are so many people today that are ignorant of the Word of God, and they have no desire to learn the Word of God. They're not convicted. And Hosea was right when he said, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And because you have rejected me, I will also reject you. This is a lot of people today that don't love the Word of God. They don't love to read and study the Word of God. And I are challenging you tonight. I'm challenging you tonight to get into the Word of God and let the Word of God get into you so that you will know that you know that you know that you are part of that few that's on that narrow path. Now, in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, Jesus points out in the gospel, according to Matthew, that there are two ways of life. Understand that, that there are two ways of life, two roads of life that leads to two different directions and designations, and you cannot travel on both of them at the same time. You need to understand that. You have to choose which way you are going to go in. Which road you're going to travel on? You can't ride. Now, listen to this. You can't ride into two cars at the same time. You got to choose to be in one. You can't ride two horses at the same time going in two different directions, a car going in different directions. You have to choose which direction you're going to go in because God has given everybody a volitional choice. And there will be some people who will choose the narrow path, and there will be others who will choose the broad path. And the narrow path leads to heaven, and the broad path leads to hell. 
Now, you may not believe in hell, my friend, but I want to tell you something, that Jesus preached more on hell than he did on heaven, because he knew that a lot of people were on their way in that direction, and so he warned the people day and night about the reality of hell. And our Lord has pointed out, and I want you to understand this as well, and I want to point it out as well through the power of the Holy Spirit, that Jesus points out, number one, that there is a narrow gate. And number two, there is a wide gate. Jesus points out, number three, that there is a broad way and there is a wide gate. And Jesus warns us, he gives an extreme warning. He gives an extreme challenge. He gives a radical challenge to say that there are going to be few that make it. Now, think about all these people that are in church today that think that they are saved, but are not walking with the Lord on a personal level, nor growing into the area of discipleship. You better know that you know that you know that you know that you're saved. You talk to the average person today with this new age mentality. They, You talk to them, do you know what it means to uh, be saved? Well, I'm into spirituality. You go to hell believing into spirituality. You got to be born again by the Spirit of God. You got to be saved. You know, George Whitfield, the great preacher in the 1800s, he used to preach every Sunday to his congregation. Listen to this now. He would preach every Sunday to his congregation, you must be born again. And he preached that sermon every Sunday, and the pulpit committee got together and pulled them to the side and wanted to have a meeting with George Whitfield. And they said, George Whitfield, we're tired of you preaching You must be born again in this church every Sunday. When are you going to change your text? (laughs) He said, he looked at him, he said, I'll change my text when you've been born again. (laughs) You know, this is a, a thing that needs to be preached in our churches today. People need to be born again because that is the requirement to have a hunger and a desire to want to be a disciple. You gotta be born again. So Jesus warns us, he commands us, he counsels us to enter in by the narrow gate. Jesus explains it in Matthew 7 and verse 14. Now, this narrow gate, and but Jesus interrupts his train of thought, and he says, there is also a wide gate and a broad way. Now, it is my responsibility— as a man of God, to warn you who are listening tonight and to warn my congregation and to warn those who don't believe in the Word of God, don't believe in Jesus, that there are two different ways that you can choose to travel on. And you can travel on the narrow path on this life or the broad path in this life. Now, let me be truthful with you. This broad road, I'm going to say something about this this broad road. This broad road really is a road that 
attracts a lot of people. It attracts the world, and it also attracts people in churches because you see some churches that have more of the world in them than Christ in them. So this broad road, it tempts the flesh. Why does it tempt the flesh? Because there is no discipline. There is no denial of the flesh. On the broad road, you can do whatever the flesh tells you to do. You can go along with what the flesh says. We have churches like that that's inclusive. They let everything into the church. Homosexuality, transvasism, and all of this stuff. They, it lets all of this stuff inside the church. They, they let the world in the church. They, they, they let sin come into the church with fornication and uh, adultery, and they say it's all right. Uh, they they let uh, the New Age thinking in the church. They let all of this stuff into the church, and, and it becomes more like the world than Christ. Now, this broad road, there is no discipline of yourself. There is no denial of yourself, and that's the thing that attracts a lot of people on this broad road. You can get on the broad road, and you can ride and travel this broad road, and it brings you right to hell. It takes you right to hell because there is pleasure in this broad road. There is no denial of the pleasure in this broad road. And what is called a short-time pleasure but long-time pain, it has an ending that is destructive. Now, there's another thing about this broad road. It is not a lonely road because Jesus said a whole lot, listen to this now, a whole lot of folks in the church and outside the church will be traveling on this broad road. And there is a lot of folks traveling on this broad road because it attracts people from all over, all races, all uh, ethnicities, all uh, statuses, all people. And they say, hey, man, you're doing it, and I'm going to do it. And they have the Frank Sinatra mentality, I did it my way. And everybody's on that way, and they're on that highway that leads to destruction. And many folks are caught up into this broad way, which offers it's okay to take drugs. It's okay to, to abuse alcohol. It's okay to be involved with gangs. It's okay to be into sexual pornography. It's okay to be into cults and false religions and terrorism. It's okay to be uh, allow abortion and homosexuality and all of these things. And the liberal left-wing people. The liberal media. All of this is the broad road that leads to destruction and very few that make it to the narrow gate. Oh, my friend, the warning to you tonight is repent and get on and travel on that narrow road that leads to eternal life in Jesus Christ. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches and repent right now and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Brother Gary. All right. Our phone lines are open. It's time for us to take a commercial break, but we want to hear from you tonight. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 5329 Do not be shy. Pick the phone up. 
Let us know what's on your mind tonight. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you tonight. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight. Three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. We want to hear from you tonight. Again, that number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. And we want to begin by thanking everyone who's been praying for contending for the faith. Without your diligent prayers, we wouldn't be on the air today. We also want to thank those who, over the past two weeks partnered with us financially, and they gave to this ministry. We want to thank Valerie and Sally, Camila and Bomani, Richard and Carol, Jackie and Bruce. We appreciate your prayers, and we appreciate your generous donation. It costs us 400 a week to stay on the air, and we are listener-supported. So without your faithful giving, we wouldn't be on every Saturday night. You don't want to turn on the radio one Saturday night and find out that we're gone off the air if you enjoy this program, this ministry, and Dr. Buckner's teaching, we want you, won't you please consider sending a donation. Partner with us so that we can continue to do the work that God called us to do. And there's two ways that you can donate. One, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much simpler. Simply go online with your computer, laptop, your tablet, smartphone, and just click on the donate button. You want to go to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the donate button, and away you go. You'll be a blessing for this ministry and those that listen to it, and you'll be touching lives for time and eternity. Dr. Buckner and I were just talking over the break about this message and how it's back to basics. You know, you got to be born again. And we believe tonight that somebody heard that message and made a decision to accept Jesus Christ. And it's because of your giving. And one day we'll all meet up in heaven and we'll be surprised at the number of folks who have been impacted by the dollars that you give through this ministry. Lives were touched. Lives were changed. People got saved. And came to know Jesus Christ and are with him in all of eternity. It's such a powerful thing. So we want to encourage you tonight. If you've listened to this broadcast over the years, and we've been on a lot of years, and you've never considered giving, maybe now's the night. Now's the time the Lord's convicting your heart. If God blessed you to be able to do so, then consider giving. We're also excited to let you know that Dr. Buckner is going to be teaching a class on spiritual gifts and rewards um, it's going to begin Monday, February 20th um, at the East Bay Baptist Association office located at 1221 Pacific Avenue in San Leandro, California. Again, that's Monday, February 20th at 630 p.m. Uh, I can't encourage you enough if you're in the area, uh, if you're able to come, make it an opportunity that you'll be blessed. You get to take advantage of Dr. Buckner's over 40 years of of uh, training and and knowledge. You'll get to meet him, and, and uh, it'll be a great time of learning, great time to be equipped, great time to find out just how God has made you 
So many people don't understand that they've been given certain gifts, certain talents. You know, we have three the three T's, time, talents, and treasure. And how we use all of those things is critical. And it's so important to know what God has given you, the gifts God has given you, so that you can put them to use in the church to build up that body. So we want to encourage you. This is an opportunity for you to meet Dr. Buckner. It's an opportunity to learn and to grow in your faith and to learn more about how God has put you together. So if you're interested, uh, give Dr. Buckner a call. The number is area code 415-721-1778, or you can email him at jlbcftf at comcast.net. That's jlbcftf at comcast.net. And tonight we're making a special offer. Um, <clears throat> we're going to give away some scholarships for this class. So if, you, if you're concerned that uh, the cost of the class is an issue, um, all you have to do is call the number. Again, the number is area code 415-721-1778. And just leave a simple message about why you think you should have this scholarship. And never know, God may bless you with uh, uh, a scholarship to this course, and it'll be a great time, great opportunity. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. And we are excited about the class, as you indicated, and uh, we are offering uh, a few scholarships, and we are looking forward to some people responding and saying, you know what, Uh, I would like to take advantage of that scholarship and be in the class and Grow and learn and mature. You know, the Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman needs not to be ashamed, rightly interpreting the word of truth. So we want you to get into the word and get the word of God into you. And this class on spiritual gifts is going to help you to discover your calling and God's calling upon your life. And uh, when we stand before God, he's going to say, well done, because you discovered your calling, you got busy in the church with it, and this class is going to just be a true blessing to all those who take it. So we want to encourage you on that. Well, Brother Gary, let's get to uh, our callers. Uh, we have who? Cece? Uh, Cece, are you there? Hello, Cece? Is Cece there? Yes, hello. All righty. We thought we lost you for a moment there. Oh, no, no, I'm here. All right. We appreciate your call. We trust that you got encouraged and blessed by the Word of God tonight. I always get blessed by it. It's, just, it's, it's always, it's always, it's, it's, I mean, it goes so quick, you know. <laughs> it was like it's over, you know, it'd be good teaching, you know. And what I like about it is you don't water it down. You, you tell it like it is. And a lot of pastors um, out there, they're afraid to do that. They, they can't decode the, the message and uh, say things that cater to people's felt needs rather than just telling them the truth. And like you said, you rarely hear hell talked about in church. They always talk about the grace of God a lot of times and how he'll bless you all that, but they don't talk about the other, the, 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 you know, say they don't talk about it as in a whole. And once you talk about it as a whole, then you have, you have, you have nullified the word of God. As Jesus, as Jesus told the disciples, uh, as he told the um, religious rulers, he said the scriptures cannot be broken, which is true. It's one confident hope from Genesis to Revelation. I like how you, you keep them all together. Amen. Well said, my brother. We appreciate those uh, uh, encouraging words and that great feedback uh, coming from you. And I know you have something on your heart tonight. And uh, what's uh, the scripture you have on your heart and the question you have? 
I have two questions, but I know maybe if you can't answer both of them, if you can, then I, I, I understand. So I was going to get the first one, but I think I'll get the passage first just in case you can't answer the second one. Um, I'm in Numbers chapter uh, 11, and I wanted to ask you um, a particular uh, verse that jumped out at me. Um, if you can help me with that one. Okay, and Numbers chapter 11, what's your verse? Uh, verse 14. All righty, you have your Bible there? Yes, I do. Well, why don't you read it? I am not able to bear all these people alone because it is too heavy for me. Now, Moses made that statement. I mean, that, that really jumped out at me when he said that. I was wondering if you could really give some, you know, some, some um, exegesis on that. Okay, that's a very good question. And uh, for the listening audience out there, uh, we are in uh, Numbers chapter 11, verse 14, where Moses says, I am not able to bear all these people alone because the burden is too heavy for me. What uh, Moses is saying here in the context, it goes back to verse 1. Uh, now, when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. For the Lord heard it, and his anger was aroused. So the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some in the outskirts of the camp. In other words, uh, you better watch out about complaining. You know, I always warn people about this. You know, we got a lot of people who have the gift of complaint. I mean, um, when we talk about gifts in the body of Christ, uh, they don't have a gift coming from the Bible uh even when it comes to the spiritual gifts of, of grace. But they have created their own fleshly gift, and that is the gift of complaint. That's all they do is complain about the pastor, complain about the church, complain about what they don't like. And they never say anything about what they like, but it's always about what they don't like. And uh, yet, they are the biggest complainers, but they don't ever do anything in the church to help the church to get better. They're just on the outskirts. See, these people were on the outskirts. They they weren't inside, like, really making a difference. And it's interesting in this verse 1 that the Lord consumed some of them. He burned some of them up. He just uh, consumed them, took them out, you know. And this is what the verse is saying. Now, uh, the other problem was uh, when they came out of, uh, uh, you know, Egypt, the Lord delivered them, took one night to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt, and it took him 40 years to get Egypt out of them. <laughs> 40 years to get Egypt out of them. One night to deliver them out of Egypt, and it took him 40 years, the Lord, 40 years to get Egypt out of them. That's the way we are in the world. We get the, so much into the world it's a lifetime for the Lord to get that out of us. And so here they are complaining, griping, fussing, arguing, uh, telling Moses that he's not doing his job right. And uh, Moses is trying to deal with all of these people. He's trying to deal with not only all of their complaints, but he's trying to deal with how to minister to all these people. Now, uh, you have to remember now uh, this number of people. If you look at verse 21, it says, And Moses said, The people of whom I am among are 600,000 men on foot. That wasn't including the women. Can you imagine that? 
and and the children. So he's dealing with all of these people. And I want to say this, that in the midst of trying to deal with all these people, his problem was trying to deal with them alone. So God is teaching him here the principle of revelation that leads to delegation. He's teaching him how to delegate. And Jeff will even warn them about it. One of his relatives that if you don't delegate, you're going to wear yourself out. And so this is a wake-up call to all of the leaders and churches and pastors that you got to learn to delegate. This is what the job market does. It delegates to various people to do the jobs. And in churches, oftentimes, the pastor can be guilty of doing everything. If he's going to be an effective pastor, he must delegate to others. Uh, Otherwise, he will wear himself out too. And uh, he will be in the same boat as Moses was, and that's what happens with so many uh, leaders today. But he ended up, as it says in verse 16, so the Lord said to Moses, gather to me, 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and officers. So uh, he ended up delegating to these 70 men that helped him out. Just like the early church in the book of Acts, they had to delegate to the seven or six, seven uh, leaders in the early church. And then we see Jesus uh, choosing 70 disciples along with the 12. He had 12 disciples, and then later on, this 70 uh, came up with Jesus choosing 70 disciples as well. And so the problem here was the fact that uh, Moses uh, got overwhelmed because he was trying to do it all himself. And you see also in verse 4, and I'm going to say a few more things, and we're going to go to a commercial break, and we'll come back and respond more, that the Mixed multitudes who was among them. So there was a mixed multitude. Now, this mixed multitude were non-Jews, and they were from Egypt. And they brought that Egyptian mentality that was against God in the midst of the camp. And they started influencing the people also to complain. You know, there's always somebody coming in the church, coming in the Christian setting that are not of the Lord, that always stir up stuff, stir up mess. And Moses just got uh, overwhelmed, and he got overworked. And then when he delegated to the 70, he found a sense of peace. Hopefully that helps you out. And uh, what we're going to do is go to a commercial break, and when we come back, uh, we'll uh, have you to respond to what I said, and then your other question uh, then we will uh, get to some prayer for you. Brother Gary. Well, I hear the music, so it must be time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open, and we want to hear from you. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Give us a call right away. Again, that number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. 
Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. We still have about 15 minutes left in the broadcast to entertain your questions, your comments, your concerns. If you need prayer, we want to pray with you. That number again is one 888 And once again, we just just want to thank all of you who have been praying for contending for the faith as well as those who have partnered with us financially over the last couple of weeks we just th- can't thank you enough for your diligence for your consistency for uh, your f- effectual fervent prayers because we know that without them this ministry would not be on the air and we also know that without your continuous financial support, we couldn't do the things that God has called us to do. So we just want to encourage you. If you've been blessed by contending for the faith, if you've been a longtime listener, if you've never uh, donated to the broadcast, now's the time. You know, God's speaking to you. It's time. Uh, you know, make a donation. Partner with us financially to continue to do the work that God has uh, called us to do. And I guarantee that that gift will affect time and eternity in the lives of those who are listening. There's two ways that you can donate. Number one, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Simply go online uh, to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the Donate button, and it's that simple, and you'll be a blessing to this ministry, and to the lives of many who hear it for time and eternity. Real quickly, we just want to, uh, again, remind you that Dr. Buckner is going to be teaching a class on spiritual gifts and rewards. Uh, It's going to begin Monday, February 20th at 6.30 p.m. at the East Bay Baptist Association office located at 1221 Pacific Avenue in San Leandro, California. That's Monday, February 20th. It's coming right up a couple of weeks now, 6.30 p.m. If you're interested in this class, it will be a blessing for you to attend and take advantage of Dr. Buckner's over 40 years of training and knowledge. Um, It's an accredited course. We can't uh, encourage you enough. Take advantage of this. If you're interested, call Dr. Buckner at area code 415-721-1778. That's area code 415-721-1778. Or you can email him at jlbcftf at comcast.net. That's jlbcftf at comcast.net. Now, if some of you are concerned about not having the funds to be able to take this course, well, we've, we're excited to offer several scholarships. All you have to do is call that number, get that number, area code 415-721-1778, and leave a message as to why you feel you should have this scholarship, and maybe you'll be selected and be blessed. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary, for those um Important announcements, and we're going to get right back to our caller, Cece. You still there? Yes, I am. And uh, hopefully that helped to answer your question. Yes, it did. Thanks a lot. I really enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. Well, you're welcome. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And quickly, we have another caller. Quickly, what's your other question? Just quickly, I just want to ask you again, um, in the field of dating, you know what I'm saying, uh, between people, I mean, it's really for all ages, but I'm asking for for a lot of young people because a lot of my friends are young. And um, they're in the field of dating, and how would they, you know, you know, young people between the ages of seventeen and forty-five, or even older, older people too. But how would, how would particularly, you know, a young person would 
know, like, well, my friend, he's he's dating a girl, and how would he know that this is the one for him, like the one that the Lord has sent? Because, you know, I know a lot of times God has designed us to be with certain people. How would, What would be the necessary steps a young person could take to, to know that this person's the right one? Well, that's a good question. First of all, one has to um, trust the Word of God and know the Word of God in such a way that God has made promises to us through His Word. Uh, for instance, uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, where it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. So if he doesn't lead to his own understanding, he says, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. So God will direct his path if he leans on him. He leans on the Lord and leans on getting wisdom and knowledge from him because that's one of the things that he needs to do is also engulf himself into the Word of God and to the book of Proverbs because the book of Proverbs is a tremendous book for young people, and it warns you about the evil man, the evil woman, and all sorts of other things. And it says, let wisdom guide you and lead you, you know, because a wise man will follow wisdom. So the book of Proverbs is something that he should read. And and the scripture I gave you, God's promise that he will lead him and guide him in his pathway towards the right relationship and the right person to be with. And then also it tells us, too, in Philippians 4 and 19, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So if he's a true follower of Christ and he's in the Word of God and he's following the Word of God, God's Word will lead him and guide him, and then the Holy Spirit will lead him as well. Because it says, Jesus said, when the Comforter come, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. So leaning on God, leaning on his wisdom and his guidance, and being in the Word of God, and then also getting some good godly counsel. I would recommend that he also connect with um, New Life Clinic, New Life Life, because they have a lot of good books for young people on dating and uh, young people dating and that sort of thing. So make a note of that, that he should contact New Life Life. They have a lot of good materials for uh, dating and uh, young people dating and finding the right mate and stuff like that. So I would recommend that as well. And then also if he's involved with any church to get counseling uh, from his pastor and make sure that his steps are being stepped in the right direction. And, you know, the Bible is very clear about, uh, you know, that we be involved with uh, Christian people. So when you're involved with a Christian young person, whether it's a male or female, and you're you know you're living by the rules of God and the laws of God and the Word of God, then God will develop in that relationship something good may come out of it and something may not because but God will show him He will show him what he needs to do in that situation. But read also, like I said last time we talked. Uh, the Corinthians is filled up with a lot of deep stuff, like First Corinthians 15, 
you know, talks about bad company, company corrupts good morals. And then you look at other passages in Corinthians where it talks to be about uh, be not unequally yoked with unbelievers. So that's another uh, thing that we need to look at. And then Ephesians talk about a lot of things about relationships, but especially Corinthians. So he needs to get into uh, the Word of God, and the Word of God will show him and direct him, and the Holy Spirit will do that as well. Amen. Mm-hmm. Also, Romans twelve two, I would take take him to Romans twelve two, where it says, "Be not conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind." So, the, what the world is putting out there isn't what we as Christians ought to be doing. And it's so easy to look at television, look at movies, look what your friends are doing, instead of looking what the Word of God says in terms of relationships. Amen. Very good, Gary. So uh, give him that. uh, And he's also welcome to uh, give us a call and we can also give him counsel, too, because, you know, uh, in the multitude of counselors, you know, you get wise advice. So he needs to just make sure that he's, you know, leaning on wise men and women of God so that they can give him good advice as he goes along the way. And take his time. There's no rush. That's right. <laughs> no, don't, you know, patience is a virtue <laughs> from God, and that's very yeah. important. A lot of fish in the sea, brother. You don't have to take the Amen. <laughs> make sure you got the right one. And what's your prayer request tonight? If you could just pray for me and my family as, as usual, I appreciate it. Um, me and my mother, my father, my family, and however you guys feel led to pray. And then um, pray for the group, New Edition, uh, the celebrity group, and, and, and Tom Cruise. And oh. I would like to be guided by wisdom. Amen. Key thing to do. Key thing to do. Okay, Brother Gary, let's go before the Lord, and then we'll go to Dean right after this. All right. <clears throat> Lord, we just thank you for... <clears throat> Brother C.C. tonight, we thank you for his call tonight. We ask you give him wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Help him, Lord God, to, to grow in your word, to grow in wisdom. <clears throat> we lift up his mother and father, his family, Lord God. You be with them as well. The group New Edition, Lord God, and, and all of these, these celebrities, Lord God, that they need Jesus like we all do. And so we pray that you surround them and that, Lord God, you would impact their lives, that they would use their sphere of influence to touch lives for your kingdom. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Cece, for your call. Thank you. God bless. Brother Dean, are you there? Yes. Good evening. Good evening. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing doing okay. Thank you for asking. Well, good. Uh, How are you? Well, we're truly blessed in the Lord, you know, and highly favored in Him. God is good and worthy to be praised, my brother. I agree. And uh, I'm calling with the kind of a complex but simple question. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people who are swayed because of the belief that everyone is doing it. And how do you, you know, explain, you know, your integrity, and, and, you know, that lines up with God's Word, you know, for ethics and cultural, situational, uh, you know, emotive and behavioral type, you know, practices in this contemporary era? Hmm. Well, that's a that's a very good question. You know, uh, one of the things that I think is uh, very important for us in 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 dealing with uh, morals and ethics and and that sort of things, and in light of what I was teaching on, I think we have to look at uh, Jesus and role model everything that he was and he stood for, and have the mind of him. You know, Philippians. Uh, 
uh, 2 and 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So we are to uh, imitate him, to be like him, and to uh, everything we do should be reflectors of him, whether it is morality, whether it is in a culture, whether it is uh, work. We are to live the life of Christ uh, in our life, uh, in our love, life, and lips. So the the three L's uh, are love, life, and lips. And so the best way I can dis- to, to answer that is simply Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I mean, he is the role model. He is the he is actually the narrow way. And so because his words are narrow teaching, and he's a straight shooter. He's a he's bold and he's loving. But everything we do should be uh, reflectors of him in our personal life, in our culture. Uh, in our attitude, in our words, in our thoughts, and everything like that, we are to be like him. You know, we have this thing in the world today where they used to say uh, somebody wants to be like Michael Jordan. They want to be like, you know, all these other people. And I I don't want to be like Dr. J, Reggie J, Kareem J, OJ, I want to be like Jesus J. So uh, that's who I want to be like. I want to be like him in everything I do so that when I stand before him, he can say, well done, thy good and faithful servant, because I was uh, constantly every day being molded in the Imago Dei, the, in other words, for the image of Christ. I'm being role modeled into that. I'm modeling that. I'm living that, and uh, the Apostle Paul says everything else we do, I mean, he really said this so clearly that everything we do other than Christ is considered dung, and you know what that word means, so I don't have to get into that. The Apostle Paul said everything other than I do other than Christ is considered dung. So my thing to answer your question is Jesus, 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 my brother. And so to seek God's will in all that I do, how do I find God's will? How I mean, other than reading the good book, uh, which is obviously part of the you know uh, process of, of learning, uh, in order for Him to show me the path. Because in the contemporary day, the song goes, "It's like you know, I'm on a highway to hell," which obviously uh, you probably do need a highway for hell instead of a stairway to heaven. Well, let me answer. Let me let me answer that. Let me answer that. And knowing and how to know God's will, this is kind of like a principle that I have, and I gave it to somebody else who called in. How do we know God's will? And we know God's will through four ways. And you may want to write this down. Okay. Number number one, we know God's word. We know God's will through His word. We know God's will through His word. That's number one. And through God's precepts and principles that he's laid out in his word. So, number one, we know his will through his word. The second way we know his will is through other godly people who have the gift of prophecy, discernment, and who knows the will of God for themselves. And they can share it with you. So through the other godly people who have the gift of prophecy, discernment, and who knows the will of God for themselves. 
The third way that we know God's will is through circumstances or various circumstances. Certain things will happen in our life where God will speak to you and me through tragedy, sickness, death, and other means. And so in the fourth way we know God's will is through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, because in the Johannian Gospel, in the Gospel of John, Jesus made it very clear that the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, and he will guide you. He will guide you. He will lead you. He will teach you. So lean on the Holy Spirit. So those are the the four principles in knowing the will of God. Well, thank you for that, and may God shine down his blessings on you today and every day. Well, thank you so much, Dean, and appreciate your good questions. And don't make this your last time calling in, my brother, and keep praying for us, and we'll continue to pray for you. Please do. I need all the prayer that I can get. Thank what, you very what, much. What would you like for us to pray for you right now before we end the show? You have a prayer request on your heart? Well, uh, you can p- pray for me to have a, a uh, good health and uh, good shelter and good food and uh, a, a long life ahead of me to be able to do the service of God. All right, let's do that in closing the show, and thank you for your call. Brother Gary, you right, go ahead Lord, and then lead just, us on. Lord Jesus, we just lift up Dean tonight. We pray, Lord God, and just echo his request right now that you would touch his life with blessings, long life, encouragement, Lord, and the right people. Strengthen him and be with him in Jesus' name. Well, we've come to the end Amen. of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, Rick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, dialogue with Dr. Buckner with always one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 